0: My name is Ginger Ricks. My husband Montel and I have a blended family with three kids. After working in various industries over the last 20 years, I'm a full-time mom now. But how many of you know that whether you work in the field or not at all, you're not just a mom. We women, we wear many hats. And this isn't dress rehearsal either. It's real life, real people, Real stories here on the Tripod Mom. Hey guys, it's Montel and Ginger Ricks here. Montel, you want to say hi? What's up, everybody? We are coming to you live tonight um, for our Valentine's Day special on the Tripod Mom. I can't believe it's February already. Like, where did the time go?
1: Yeah, mid February almost.
0: Um. One thing that we're doing uh, with the weekend coming up is I have not a surprise planned. Um, I typically surprise Montel with um little excursions, if you will, and adventures, uh, yeah, for different holidays or birthdays and anniversaries that come up. And just leading up to February, knowing that Valentine's Day was around the corner, um was kind of running out of ideas because um, we're still in quarantine. As you guys know, um, with the pandemic going on, there are some things that are really restricted in California and some things are just now opening up a little bit more. But um, I didn't want to necessarily just surprise him again. I I think you like surprises, but I just kind of told him what we were doing. But um, the purpose of our episode today is to kind of share... Not just what we do on like special days, like anniversaries and stuff, but really what we do throughout the year to kind of cultivate the love because we've been married going on seven years this year. And, you know, you can go through different seasons and ups and downs and times when things are really exciting. And then also times when things are a little bit more difficult because of external or internal. Events going on in your relationship. So we at the tripod mom don't want to just focus on Parenting and tips and things like that um, when dealing with the children, but also healthy parents because especially if you are in a relationship or um, maybe you're single and you have a uh, Still a relationship with your child's uh, other parent you know your kids are watching and so we want to make sure that they're seeing the best part of you right
1: so mm-hmm. for us
0: that's in our marriage so um i really wanted to delve in a little bit deeper about something i brought in i brought up in our last episode um which was episode seven about 2021 resolutions if you haven't listened to it yet i'll drop the link later in the notes for this episode But I have brought up how we had fasted at the beginning of the year as a way to start the year off on like a good foot. And how do you feel, if any way, that that was beneficial for our marriage?
1: Mm, I think fasting is just good in general because you get to not do or engage in stuff that you would normally do or engage in. And then you could kind of just... Evaluate and get a better like self-assessment of yourself and like direction. So that includes, I think, the more healthier you are, the more healthy things you're bringing into all of your relationships. So um, for me, it's dialing back and really just like focusing on God, and which was cool because a bunch of strong men that I know were in on it too. So just everybody kind of pushing each other toward that, knowing that we need to bring the best parts of us like into our marriage, into our parenting and then also um, excuse me um, shutting off anything unnecessary that doesn't need to be there whether it's something like you know you know doesn't need to be there or something that you know God highlights or you know whatever the case is it's just like getting rid of those things and adding what's necessary.
0: Yeah. And I thought it was really great because we haven't done a fast in a while and like I had mentioned in the previous episode uh, for me personally I've been pregnant and or nursing and so it's very difficult to fast during those times because you need all your nutrients for the children Um, but it was exciting to see God move and I was actually a little bit skeptical um, going into it. Um, I, I knew that the Lord had released me too fast and then you had started your fast about a week before me, right?
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, about a week.
0: And um, I was actually really proud of you for even doing that because it wasn't like I had said like, hey, let's fast and, you know, let's jump on board. Like you took the initiative yourself. And then I felt like it was a trickle down effect for me where not that I did it because you had did it, but it was kind of like, oh, we both want more. You know, so it, it kind of was like, this is something that actually is beneficial. And then I started to think about it in that sense, like, you know what, maybe I'll fast for our marriage because I feel like just in the last few months, if you will, it's just kind of gone into a season where, especially with the kids, it's like all about them and our relationship is kind of like on the back burner. You know, do you feel that way or?
1: Mm-hmm. I don't feel like it's because of the kids. I think the kids play a part, but it's a lot that we choose to juggle and some things are uh, negotiable. Some are not. So like, you know what I mean? Like uh, for me, it's like I the same, I would be working in the office, like home that's what I have to do. I work from home. Mm-hmm. And I talk to a lot of like other, men who are like the provider for their houses and they're like it's like dad slash husband guilt that they deal with because it's like if i'm not present in my job that requires a lot of brain power and like that puts my family in danger because i have to have my mind on doing a good job because that's what's like you know paying the bills and providing everything but yeah. then after that it's like you have to be kind of absent even though your kids are downstairs because you're in the same house or whatever and so it's like both parts kind of got to suffer but it's like all of that kind of falls on you as far as like the leader of the household making sure bills are paid making sure you're like well rested or like in a healthy mental space bringing that into your job and that was something we were also talking about during the fast too just um all right how to manage the non-negotiable parts and get each one of those things like the proper attention so to like be present in each one of those things because they're all things that are like essential Well, uh, you were saying that
0: life. you have to work, but then you have to be absent from the kids. Are you talking about because you're working from home?
1: Yeah, because you're like upstairs, so like the same. Like if I was in the office, I wouldn't just be able to come downstairs or like change a diaper or do something or like get the kids that they're acting up. Mm-hmm. That's one of the privileges of working from home, but also one of the disadvantages too is it's like, even though you hear a lot going on downstairs or whatever. That's what I was talking to a lot of the guys about as well. Um, it's like, do you feel guilt? Like you can't. Yeah, the guilt. Cause gotcha. You can't go down there. But it's paying each thing. Um, the proper attention. Proper attention and bringing your best self into everywhere. Like your job, because that provides for your family and kids. But then your kids, when you're like down there and being dad or whatever, then your marriage. So it's like all these things you have to balance. But as a man, it's different because, like, if any one of those things is messed up, it's on your shoulders. Like, mm. if you get fired, if you make a mistake at work, if you make a mistake and you're...
0: As a provider, as, as a financial as, as, provider. As, as
1: anything, yeah. The financial provider, the kids, everything. Like, it's just all on you. But because it's not negotiable, again, it's it's something you have to give each one of those things the proper attention.
0: Mm, that's interesting. Um how do you feel though because you're saying that everything lands on your shoulders like how what about relying on god and putting some of the responsibility or like not even responsibility back on god but like how important is it for then you to go to god with those challenges and um you know just that that guilt because you shouldn't have to feel guilty because you have to work, you know, or that you don't have to be, you know, present with the kids. But after, you know, let's say 5.30 comes, you know, I think that's the important time because that's the time now between 5.30 and the time that the kids go to sleep um, that you can be present. But then obviously by then you're probably tired, you know, mentally. Um, maybe even physically, because you've been exerting all your brain power towards your nine to five. Um, but anyways, all that to say, yeah, like where's God in the mix of all of that?
1: Mm, I think to kind of I know, just like uh, reiterate what I was saying, like it's getting up and focusing your mind on. Here's what I have to pay attention to and here's each of those areas I have to give the proper attention and for me like giving the burden to god looks like getting up earlier and like going to pray or like setting my mental space so i know the moment like anybody wakes up in the house now like from that moment whoever's up like i'm needed and i have a certain amount of time before like i clock in Mm -hmm. and then go to work so it's like taking god with you into each one of these things because it's just like Once you wake up, like, you're on. You can't turn anything off, like, you know, period, so.
0: Yeah, there's no stepping away until the lights go out.
1: Yeah, and I think I was telling someone else, like, a lot of it doesn't get easier. Like, you just get better or not better at the Mm -hmm. hard stuff, but it's, like, it could be for a season. It could be something permanent, but, like, it just kind of is what it is. Like, you just got to buckle down and, you know, just through it.
0: Well, I think that's one of the things, that's one of the reasons why, I included prayer of about our marriage in my fast because I knew that the direction that we were going just wasn't sitting well with me. Like you said, like you don't feel like it was it's the children's fault. And I hope my kids don't listen to this, you know, twenty years from now and be like, Oh my gosh, we were you know, terrible or whatever. That's not what I'm saying. Um, it's just that they're small and they require a lot of attention. Like even right now, as we're podcasting, I hear them screaming downstairs and we have a babysitter. Praise the Lord for her. I hope she's okay. Yeah, but- thank you, Danielle. Shout out to
1: Danielle <laughs> for taking on that burden for a little bit.
0: Yeah. But, um, that was, like I said, the re one of the reasons why I wanted to include fasting for our marriage because I just came to a point where and the very first day of the fast I came to you not because I was like oh this is the first day but the Lord really just opened an opportunity for us to talk and I said like I don't want us to just be going through the motions of being married just for the kids sake like you know um i i want us and i'm i know you do you know and that was the conversation we want to be married to show them what being happily married and in love over 20 30 50 plus years looks like not because we have to for them but because we want to and because we love each other and so um yeah i think that was a great thing about fasting was getting that perspective right and opening up our year into like you said having the essential things be essential and then getting rid of some of the things that were not so through that um do you feel like there were some things that were highlighted that you saw as like distractions
1: Mm, i don't know how it even compare mentalize the distraction i think it's just timing um being present like even right now like existing in all of these different places at at once but it's things that like have to get done um along with hobbies but i'm very passionate about my hobbies because in my mind i'm like these are going to put our family in a better place so um some of it is, you know, sacrifice, you know, I have friends, sometimes they work like 80 hours, 90 hours, and and it's like pretty hectic in their house, but I kind of get where they're coming from as the man and and provider, just like, you know, sacrifice little, or sacrifice a lot right now while the kids are little, so they could retire young, and then, you know, bounce back in, but just looking at what they juggle, um, but yeah, to answer your question, it looks different for everyone, but, but I feel like I don't know, I don't feel like a lot was highlighted to me that needs to shed off, but just, again, compartmentalizing mm-hmm. in a healthy way.
0: Okay.
1: And, and, and yeah, making sure I'm at my best, whatever that looks
0: like. Well, I'm I'm particularly thinking of, like, practical things that came up for me. So, like, one thing was, um, you know, like I said, you're off of work at 530, so... That's the time that we get to spend from then till the kids go to sleep, till we go to sleep. Um, And not being on my phone as much, not making phone calls as much. Um, Just, you know, I think the devices interfere a lot. So for me, that was just something that not came up as... um, It was a problem per se, but just something to be mindful that we only have what from 530 to let's say 930 because by 10 o'clock I'm toast because like I said, I've been running around with the children all day. Just like how we maximize that time together, I think was one thing that I really wanted to focus. And then I guess for me, it was, knowing that you can't just passively go through the day, day after day after day and expect this firework show to happen every day. Like what part of that do you think, like how active do you think that you have to be, or we have to be in order to maintain that connection? On a day-to-day basis because not every day are we gonna have that time like you said you're podcasting or you're working and you're working on these projects but in between there like we still need to be connecting right so like give me some examples like what are things that you do to just try to keep us connected in Um, the midst of all that
1: yeah I think phone time is is huge I'm making sure if I'm on it like I'm getting the maximum amount of i guess benefit from being on it and i you know I do a lot of work from there too um it's not yeah, so just turn it off not reading work emails or if I absolutely don't need to get back to somebody you know right away I just don't and it knows that you know I mean no um. It's that same energy whenever we do talk to whoever. It's like, oh, we're avoiding them or we're too good to talk to them. It's just, you know. We're spending um, time. Yeah, and not feeling like you have to explain that to somebody because it's not really necessary to explain if they like know you, you know your heart. So um, to answer your question, even that's a part. Like not thinking about what other people think. Like, well, I am disengaging because in order to even be fully Engaged in this moment right now with my family. I can't even go to my phone to explain why I can't Sit with you for a long time homie Uh, I'm just just at where I'm at, you know,
0: well, Um, what about
1: like
0: What about like because you mentioned having like projects and stuff, right? And so we have a mutual friend who was sharing that and they're pretty successful Um, have built this you know growing empire but then also sharing um, just being transparent of some challenges that they had been experiencing in their relationships and suffering you know as a result so how do we and how have how, how have we been working to not go down that same road because again we kind of were going down this road, right, up until I'd say about the beginning of the year, when you, like I said, you started fasting, and and it wasn't just for the marriage. You were, you know, with your own group of friends and um, working on yourselves and just being a dad, being a man. What did, what does that look like? And then for me, my fast was separate, but that was what was highlighted to me. Like our connection is most important because at the end of the day, what is it? Gain a man to gain the whole world, right, and to lose not just a soul, but you know, I would th- I would think you know our our marriage.
1: Mm. Oh, you hear me say this a lot. Like I'm a huge fan of the gray area so for me, it's like not not like uh, what's the saying? Why not left? Why not right? Why not neither? and why not both? You know. So you'd have to kind of define suffering like is it a season of sacrifice or is it really you know something is suffering and that's all based on perspective and then meeting in the middle to dialogue about those perspectives so one area gotcha. maybe where you feel like we're struggling or not then for me it's like I don't feel like it's necessarily something that's suffering it's like a um, sacrifice, <clears throat> sacrifice. And, gotcha. and that same friend um, was saying how it's Uh, again him as a provider and creative and everything that he does it's not his job to get his wife to like buy into his vision it's his his family it's their job to just reap the benefits of his manifested vision but to make it go out he has to you know his headspace he has to make what's in his head come alive because he know that god gave him that thing and it's something that he has to steward and manage so the sacrifice and the teamwork and all those things you have to kind of categorize like is this suffering is this sacrifice is this whatever and then based on that you work around that um, together if that makes sense
0: okay so okay and i'm glad that you said that i think was what i was looking for is that you said together is that you work on it together mm-hmm. because I would say there are times when even from day to day one day we're cool the next day it's a lot of sacrifice and like we may not really have much time to connect I feel like this week has been a week of like boom 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 like you've got a project I got a project and we're trading off because one of us has to be with the children except for today because we have a babysitter praise the Lord but um I think it's a lot of those little things that Still on a day to day, like one thing that our pastors say, I think it's our pastors have said, is, um, like, how can I like outserve my spouse? Right? So, that was another thing that I just recently, you know, had a revelation about. Like, in the midst of our craziness, the kids, the projects, your job, um, the things that I do on the side like touching base with you throughout the day and asking you what you need. What can I get for you? How can I help you? How can I make your life easier? Or what can I do to bless you? Like, you know, little things that I know that would just help you. And even though we may not be spending an hour in deep conversation, having a heartfelt conversation, like I know that you feel like appreciated or something like that. Like, what are some things that you think um, people can do to like still maintain that connection? That's so important. Um,
1: yeah. I'd like say checking in throughout the day, kind of gauging the mood. Like I was like, you have a need, but it's like not just gauging your need. Like I'm going to go over here because I need this and now I'm, texting you again or like knocking at the door or something but like kind of gauging the mood but seeing what your spouse needs and then vice versa and for me personally it's like I'm uh I'm gonna backtrack a little bit okay. but like when people I'm kind of a jerk when it comes to making like excuses and stuff just in life so sometimes when, when people are like you haven't done this for me or done that and they want all these things that they can do for themselves What I would want for myself, I'll try to do for, like, somebody else. So, like, in my marriage, it looks like, man, I'm freaking exhausted. Like, my back hurts. I'm on the computer all day or, like, all this high-level stress. Like, okay, my wife probably is, too. So, like, because I would want a massage for myself, I'm going to send her there. Send her and some friends. Or, and it's also on you, again, like I say, to make sure you're bringing the best part of yourself. So, instead of being like, ah, I want to relax or, ah, like, like, all right, I'm going to go work out or I'm going to go get myself a massage. Like do for other people what you would want yeah. for yourself uh, to have done for yourself without expecting anything in return and not just being a couch potato, like saying nobody does anything. anything for me because like you're still responsible for your own thing. Even getting your own hobbies like separate from your spouse, which I was telling you know who, <laughs> like you guys need some separate stuff. You guys fight so much because you're around each other all day. You don't have the opportunity to miss each other because you know exactly what the heck you did all day because you've been <laughs> in the same room and now you're irritated with each other, you know? Yeah. So just allowing that space and togetherness. But again, my long-winded answer made a little bit shorter. It's just, um, yeah, do, doing for your spouse or others what you want done for yourself And mm-hmm. in an area where you feel like it, it is dry or you want it, like, don't hesitate. to like, go get out and get that thing for yourself. I think it's not... The issue of who's doing it but it's the issue that it's not done so are you doing what needs to be done or are you not and then you erase the who and just put the what there and if the what's in the pot like that's the it's a road to your completeness yeah Yeah.
0: it's done because somebody has taken care of it yeah so if i'm feeling like i haven't connected with you then i need to go and maybe try to connect with you versus waiting for you to come and read my mind yeah gotcha that's good that's good um, yeah cause it doesn't just happen by osmosis right we don't just wake up and feel all the butterflies and the stuff
1: yeah men and women are very different I'm gonna interrupt you don't. one of my mentors is saying he's a long time ago now I, it's funny cause I see it more and more um, all the time he's like men, we can be just perfectly fine like we can exist and have a whole conversation in our heads and everything's fine And then the wife, it's like, are you all right? Yeah, I'm right. You're silent. What what are you thinking about? And you can't even recall what you're thinking about. You're literally just nowhere just kind of existing. It's like the Kevin Hart
0: episode that he was talking about.
1: Yeah, exactly. It's like women, they're silent. It's like something's wrong. And yes, I did just throw a label out there and uh, sue me. <laughs> but yeah you can just it kind of exist nowhere or i could be in a room full of men talking about nothing at all completely silent be having the time of my life <laughs> like so um but I don't women know. are
0: built differently we want to connect we want to know how you're feeling what are your thoughts and yeah so we just got to try to meet somewhere in the middle there um So back to like Valentine's Day coming up and then, and I think this episode will officially drop on Valentine's Day. That's the hope. So it'll be today. But what, I mean, because Valentine's Day is one day, your anniversary is one day, or unless you have multiple anniversaries of things that you celebrate or whatever, Christmas is one day, you know, those things. So yeah, it's nice to do something special for your uh, spouse, you know, on those days. But what are some things you think that you can do to make them feel special all the time? Because this is not a sprint, right? It's a marathon. and We're going to be trying to make each other feel special for a long time.
1: Um. You know me, I I like to celebrate, but I hate holidays. Like, I don't like Christmas. I don't really like holidays. I just like...
0: Getting together uh, and...
1: Yeah, I like to do everything because everyone is doing it on this specific day, Mm -hmm. like a robot. So um, Valentine's Day doesn't mean anything to me, (laughs) but um, as far as like ways you can make your spouse feel special, uh, I think it's 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 the day to day like just small acts of maybe like service um, appreciation you know whatever that looks like and then finding their language of appreciation versus like assuming and then for me it's looking for areas to be grateful like even in the stress mm-hmm. um, because that makes me I guess appreciate the person more because like they're still there like in that time of stress. It's like, you know, with COVID, everyone's getting laid off, all this crazy stuff. Like my job's pretty stressful in the kind of work that I do, but then it's like, we I have a wife that's home, that's taking care of the kids. Like no one's gonna love your kids in daycare, especially our hyper needy kids <laughs> the, uh, the way we would. So it's like thank for that, thankful for that, but also thankful for the one that's doing it. So I'm like, oh, you know, she's like with my kids. Um, so just out loud appreciation different acts you can do as far as, you know, setting date night or, um, you know, bringing Starbucks, bringing drinks, it doesn't have to be anything specific or, or super expensive. Yeah. I know we're wrapping up on time, but yeah, just, just little things and, and being consistent with it, but also being fine. Like if it's just nothing, I yeah. not feel like something's Has wrong. Has to we happen. We always have to be moving around yeah. or doing something or going somewhere because we have a very... Blessed life that a lot of people don't get to live so I, I feel like even in the nothing like I'm still just kind of
0: grateful and yeah
1: yeah yeah
0: that's good actually I was gonna say that too because I noticed that I don't know if you guys have read um, the book about love languages and we have different love language styles and so I can communicate the ways that I feel love and Montel will like not do them and I can be totally grumpy about that but there are things that he does that I know he's trying to show his love to me and so it's really being grateful that you do take the time to go out and get me a Starbucks or, um, run an errand for me so that I don't have to, or those kind of like little things that I might not be like, Oh, I, you know, I I feel so loved when you do that, but I know like, Oh, he's trying to show me that he cares for me by doing that. And so, um, just really taking note of that. And like you said, being appreciative. So, but I mean, even if you're like a single person, Like you still have these children, right? And it's still the holiday of Valentine's Day. And what do you think you can do to like include the kids? Because for a lot of our listeners, whether they're um, single or married, they have children, right? That's what the tripod mom is all about. And so um, how do we incorporate the kids with Valentine's Day or any other holiday to make them feel special as well?
1: Um. Again, that goes back to hating the holidays, but also being selfless. but the kids love it. Them. Yeah. Also being <laughs> selfless with the holidays, uh, and, and incorporating them. I don't tell them that Santa's not real. I think I did, but uh, <laughs> just just I have yeah. Being being intentional about spending time with them. Like my daughter, she's nine months old. It's her first Valentine's Day. Yeah. She's not going to remember any of this. But like, nope. I got her little teddy bear that says our first Valentine's Day together. Gift. I'm going to do a little daddy-daughter date. She is like a daddy's girl, and she won't remember that, but it's building up all those years and, like, constant memories. things and themes and just including them no matter how big or small it is. is creating the memories with your kid and building that history with them and rapport and bonding and, like, all that good stuff. So, yeah, um, yeah get creative. Watch movies, scrapbook. Uh,
0: well, we're going to do yeah. um, Valentine's Day cards, um when tj comes on friday so or saturday we might do them saturday because valentine's day is sunday Mm -hmm. um but yeah so we'll be doing that and then just a way for the kids to you know play with crayons and glue sticks and all you know all that jazz and just you know because we don't want to leave them out but then also knowing like just because we're parents like you and I need time to connect as well and it's not just because it's a holiday yeah it's a holiday and so we don't want to forget each other in that but being intentional about taking that time to love each other and not just love the kids all the time (laughs) but yeah
1: we got babysitter again shout out to my mother-in-law we're going to go double double date with my mom and her husband. So there's a whole lot of parents It takes a village. So that's uh, I'm looking forward to the weekend, three-day weekend at that.
0: Yes, yes. And so we're going to take advantage of just the babysitters. Parents, if you have to get a babysitter, even, like I said, if you're single and you need that time for yourself for just a few hours to go and do some self-love, like do what you got to do because um, it's, The love month. It's February. Um, With that, and we got to go because like Montel said, we have the babysitter who has to go. I hope you guys have enjoyed tonight's episode. And enjoy your Valentine's Day. Take care, guys.
1: All right. Happy Valentine's Day. Peace.
0: Thanks for listening today on The Tripod Mom. If you liked today's episode, don't forget to subscribe, share, and leave a review. That way we can reach more listeners with stories just like these. Thanks again.